welcome to the Pelican Brief with your host, David Tapman. Welcome to the Pelican Brief. I am your host, David Tatman. We have a special guest in the studio today, uh, Daniel Bengal, who is a uh, candidate for House District 62 in the Louisiana House of Representatives. Welcome, Daniel, to the show. Uh, thank you so much for having me. I, I'm really excited about what we're going to be discussing today. Well, I appreciate you being here. I know you're busy. You're a candidate, and you're running around. Why don't you? Why don't we take this opportunity for you to sort of introduce yourself to our audience? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Well, where do I start? You know, um, I'm graduated here locally in East Baton Rouge Parish School System, Terra High School. Uh, graduate of Northwest State University right here in the state of Louisiana, and a graduate of Southern University Law Center. Um, I've been in politics. I have a political consultant firm. Um, also a business owner. I have a, a monitoring service as well as um, substance abuse clinic. Um, I'm always in the community giving back. I believe um, giving back is essential due to how um, I grew up. I grew up in North Baton Rouge. Um, I believe education was a big piece of how I was able to uh, provide a, a, a life for myself as well as my family. Um, I have children. I have two girls, two boys. Um, and I just love to you know, interact with people and just like to help people. And so um, that was kind of my initiative uh, as to why I decided I wanted to run. Yeah, and I, 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 obviously you and I know each other from my service on the school board, and mm -hmm. you were always very engaged in the community, and uh, Tara was actually one of the schools in my district. Uh, and so I know you've been, uh, you know, you've always put your money where your mouth is when it comes to being engaged, particularly in education and things important to the community. So um, for those of our uh, us in our audience that don't know, why don't you tell us a little bit about your district's uh, geography and makeup. So as you know, this this is one of the districts that were redrawn um, in the last session. Um, and so it includes all of East Feliciana Parish as well as parts of East Baton Rouge Parish where it goes down um, from um, Zachary, Baker, and parts of uh, Baton Rouge were specifically the Glen Oaks area. Um, and so obviously the Baton Rouge piece was just to kind of pack in that population because right. East Feliciana is so rural. Right. And man, you definitely need uh, a golf cart to go from house to house. It's so far away. Right. You know, people's house is so far away from the road. So just trying to uh, uh, get in that mode of canvassing uh, is very difficult in that area due to so much land. A um, lot of land. <laughs> yeah, you might have to skip the golf cart and go to like a four-wheeler. Huh? I think so, <laughs> especially some parts of it. Uh, you know, but what really touched my heart is a lot of those people need help. Yeah. Um, you know, when I saw people living in shelters, never seen that before. Mm -hmm. um, I felt as though, you know, I can help, you know, in a way where um, we can start off with systematically starting off with especially our young children mm -hmm. that are in that community. Mm -hmm. um, and so the area, like I said, it, it, it's, it's big, all of East Louisiana Parish, and, you know, it comes on down to Baton Rouge. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I, I know the district kind of, but with the reapportionment, it did change a little bit, and mm -hmm. I couldn't tell you what every precinct is, but I get that whole, the difference between when you're in the urban areas and you're uh, trying to campaign and then in the oh, yeah. rural areas, definitely it's different. definitely tougher. So, again, I know you're a public servant, have been for a long time, been involved in what's going on. Tell, tell us what was the catalyst that caused you to want to run for this particular office. Well, just listening to the community. Um, when I went up to, uh, I have family that live in Jackson, 
you know, I have family that and we have actually my grandfather owned some land in Ethel. And so I've always uh, been up there in some capacity. And what's unique about this particular area is I've actually lived in each part or, or I've been some uh, form of fashion. So from East Feliciana, family in Jackson, Wilson, um, went to North, grew up on 61 in Zachary. I uh, went to Northwestern Middle in Zachary, moved with my dad, uh, went to Tara in Baton Rouge, and then I went to Bakerfield Elementary. Oh, wow. So I've touched every yeah. part of the district. <laughs> and I'm like, man, this got to be something uh, either is co- you know, coincidental or it must be really a calling for me to go out and run. Right. And, um, and when I listen to the people, you know, we're talking about um, – helping small business owners there, um, trying to find alternative ways uh, for them to be able to afford to hire new people mm-hmm. or to or to spread their services. I, you know, and I got really excited about, you know, having a background in, you know, doing that type of stuff. I've worked with a lot of legislators already pushing policies and helping write. So that was one of my initiatives to want to go out and run. That's that's awesome. And I appreciate you offering yourself for public service. It is uh, it, it can be at times a thankless job. Uh, yes. It can be very difficult, but a lot of things are decided at the state legislative level. Uh, and uh, it's not just a local office. It, it affects, even though you are running in East Baton, in East Baton Rouge Parish in East Feliciana, uh, you affect uh, everybody, whether they're Absolutely. in Caddo Parish or Plaquemines Parish or Calcasieu Parish. You're, you're all over the place. So um, we play this little game here. We say, okay, you were elected last night and you're taking office. What are the things that you want to do or focus on as a state legislator uh, in your work? Um, one of the things I want to focus on as I, you know, w- w- looking at the area specifically, East Louisiana Parish, I start there, um, is that the school systems are underfunded um, due to um, there is a plethora of charter schools that have came into the, to the area. Um, we're trying to find sustainability there. Um, also, want to make sure we fix the roads, roads and bridges. Um, that's one of the, the biggest pieces. You have streets there that are still rocks, um, people who have been asking for roads. So the, the legislature have, have, has a surplus. Mm-hmm. Most of that surplus comes from federal funds, as we know. We know education and health care is probably one of the only two non-dedicated tax that we have in the legislature, So which means those are the two that often get cut. Well, I want to make sure that we don't cut those. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to make sure that we provide uh, where education and health care is priority now. Um, I know that when we look at the state ben- the state budget, we look at maybe perhaps cutting because obviously um, we're looking at having to replace a certain tax that has been there. And a lot of people say, hey, let's get rid of these taxes. So I want to make sure I look at that particular budget and make a decision, hey, do we replace that tax or do we cut spending um, due to the fact that we're not going to have these same federal funds that are going to come in the next legislative session. So I want to make sure that I want to develop relationships obviously across the aisle. I'm a Democrat, so there obviously is going to be a super majority that's still there. And so I want to work with other legislators, letting them know that, again, the priority is for the state of Louisiana. However, there are little pet projects within the district, and I know there's a give and take there. You know, give a little bit, take a little bit. So I'm um, going there with open mind, making sure that I'm able to work with every everybody um, and making sure that I lease tackle some projects in my community Mm -hmm. um, that are important to them. And like I said, most of the important things right now is especially fixing a lot of roads and bridges. No doubt. Yeah, and then again, making sure that we um, promote those small businesses that are currently there and making sure that we find uh, ways to 
direct funds their way so they can be able to put back into the infrastructure. Yeah, there's pretty consistent uh, opinions across the state on what the major issues are. Roads and bridges, education are always at the top of that list. And so those are uh, great uh, things to come out and tackle in your first uh, first foray. Um, so the next question we always ask is, how are you going to win the race? What are you doing right now? You know, how's your campaign going? Tell us a little bit about that. Well, you know, I'm I'm self-running my own campaign. That's the whole part of being a business owner. Mm -hmm. You know, you be able to put money aside to run for offices like this. Um, so I've been just getting out there meeting people. Um, and I've been trying to meet them with a net, mm -hmm. uh, not a fishing pole. So I've been having a lot of big community engagement meetings in East Fleet Center Parish. I've been to churches. I've been to, you know, barbershops. I've talked to people at restaurants. Um, wherever there's people, you know, I've walked streets. Um, I've done mailer, I've done Texas, whatever it takes to get my message out there. Um, and being that I'm a political strategist, I've got so many other people elected, you know, so I pretty got a niche on how it works. And so I've been doing pretty much the traditional things, but one of the things I know works the most is the rec approach. And mm -hmm. when you actually get to talk to people and um, share what your ideas, it seemed in East Fleet Shannon Parish, it seemed to go over like wildfire. Right. You know, the word of mouth works really well up there in East Fleet Shannon Parish. So, mm -hmm. um, and the fact they're talking very positive about me and people walking up saying, hey, I'm voting for you, or I voted for you in early, you know, you know with the absentee ballots. Um, and so I'm just excited about you know, this year's election. Well, that's good. That sounds like a, um, you know, uh, it, campaigns are difficult, but yeah. uh, uh, service is also difficult. And uh, I've always enjoyed in my time uh, meeting with constituents, particularly when you're running and talking to people. And uh, it really is a positive experience because so many people just want help, right? They, right. Want, they want you to help solve those problems that you can. So I appreciate, again, you offering yourself for public service. So just generally, is there anything else you want to add and share with our audience about anything, your campaign, your platform, or anything that you would like to talk to them about? Yeah, I, I you know, getting a pulse of the community. Um, one of the things, uh, you know, going on these journeys, I did a lot of listening. You know, oftentimes, you know, uh, politicians do a lot of talking about what they're going to do, and I make sure that I am realistic. You know, um, some areas I may not be able to tackle right away. Some of these things are long-term goals, uh, but then we have some short-term goals that we can uh, we can aspire to. And I think the buy-in that I'm going to try to aspire is to f fix things that I know that is within my control to do. And so... That's one of the messages I'm letting my constituents know is that we have some long-term goal. East Fleet Shannon, nothing's going to, and even in East Baton Rouge Parish in terms of Baker, where there needs more business need to be attracted there. Um, that budget is is uh, is obviously, um, you know, small within the municipality. Um, there also are some hard conversations. East Fleet Shannon Parish has the has the smallest property tax you probably can go. Some people are paying five dollars a month for property tax. Wow. You know, um, I might need to move there because mine's a little I, bit. I, I looked at the land. And I said, man, <laughs> I, I thought about it myself, you know, um, and they're just extremely afraid of taxes. Mm -hmm. And um, there are people, in my opinion, who've taken advantage of uh, that tax mm -hmm. break mm -hmm. and they haven't paid their share of taxes, which would go into the, the city, mm -hmm. would go into infrastructure because the bottom line is they can't go anywhere else. Because mm -hmm. even though you may increase those businesses who are there who don't provide jobs there, mm -hmm. who are just simply taking advantage of the fact that 
people paying five dollars a you know when I looked at a guy's property tax he paid six dollars for the year some people paid twenty five dollars and thought that was still too much mm-hmm. and I was thinking I said man well move to Zachary <laughs> where there's a dedicated tax just for the school district they're paying four thousand dollars just for the school district alone not which even including a, which is a bargain compared to East Baton Rouge <laughs> yes. Parish by the way yeah <laughs> and so you know and you know so those are hard conversations of obviously I'm not gonna go I'm not a proponent let's get this clear of, of raising tax right um, but I do believe in people paying fair share, sure. you know, and so those those are conversations I like to have so that we can assist the school system. Right. You know, there's not a lot of and there's not a lot of money that's going there. I think the East Valencia Parish specifically, I think only 500 students total mm-hmm. in the entire parish because, you know, of course, a lot of students have went to charter, which is a great school. I mm-hmm. visit the principal at, char- at uh, Slaughter Charter School. Mm-hmm. I love the school. Mm-hmm. I think and I'm not even I'm not even. Um, uh, a person that are against charters. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm against good schools. Right. I'm bad schools. I'm bad against. schools, right? Yeah. If it's a, if a charter school is good for your child, no. Right. Parochial school, Christian school, whatever is good for your child, I'm I'm, I'm you know proponent of that. Um, and another thing, like I said, even in Baker and Zachary, um, in parts of Baton Rouge, again, um, one of the things I want to tackle immediately again is is is, is the infrastructure. Um, uh, crime is not as bad in East Fleetshire mm-hmm. Parish. Obviously, what are you going? You know, you can't. This you go to this woods, <laughs> and of course, uh, you come on down to Zachary and have, have the same issue. Right. And of course, Baker, and then you have a little part of Zachary. Now, one of the things I did want to mention about my part of Baton Rouge and Glen Oaks is trying to move a substation there. Yeah. Um, a sheriff substation. Um, the, the nearest one is in Scotlandville. So even if you have an emergency call, because mm-hmm. Glen Oaks is considered rural, it's considered on outskirts, mm-hmm. non-incorporated, right. of Baton Rouge. So the sheriff department patrols some of Glen Oaks mm-hmm. and the closest precincts in Scotlandville. Mm-hmm. So we found an area in Scotland, in Glen Oaks where we can uh, bring a precinct there so it can be quicker access uh, to emergency services as well as quick response time to any criminal activity and just the fact there's a presence there. So I want to make sure I work with the sheriff to find an area mm-hmm. there so that we can at least, you know, have them safe. Yeah. I love my folks in Glen Oaks. My, the Glen Oaks dads is mm-hmm. just an incredible yes. group. Yeah. And I went in, my, dads, in yeah. my service on the school board, I spent a lot of time in Glen Oaks, love that community. And uh, that's good. That, that I, I actually did not know that it was unincorporated. So, yeah. We've so never that, annexed it. Yeah. And I guess the question was why, but here's another deal. If you own Heck Young, mm-hmm. um, that entire street are all brand new homes, mm-hmm. probably in the range of 400000 and above. Wow. And they're unincorporated too. But however, the school district map from Zachary has is included there. So they pay the water tax in Baker and pay pro- school tax in Zachary. Wow. And they're still unincorporated. They can only vote for parish-wide um, offices. Wow. So they can't have influence in any city. And so... I said to Baker, I said, well, did you at least ask them? Yeah. That would help your, your, you know, your base. But a lot of them, uh, they prefer to stay unincorporated due to um, they, they're feeling that the property tax may decrease if mm-hmm. they were to be annexed to the city. And so, again, I don't know what it would look like, but I can certainly say, um, you know, that is a, that is a conversation uh, I'm sure the mayor would like to have with those constituents yeah. that are there, and especially the fact they're building up on Highway 19 yeah. um, from uh, the old uh, uh, the old uh, juvenile detention center mm-hmm. on down to uh, Zachary. And yeah. so that would be some good good incorporation if yeah. we could do it. So I live in unincorporated Baton Rouge, and I do really love my sheriff's uh, service. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, any issues we've ever had, Sid's, you know, Sid Gotro's a, a, a great sheriff. 
uh, and really uh, have, we feel good about the services that he has provided. And it's just, you know, it's so hard. I know the Baton Rouge Police Department struggling with getting uh, more officers trained and online, and uh, it's a problem, you know, nationwide, really, to get uh, police officers because we don't pay them enough, um, and we probably don't give them the training that they need in order to be successful. It's a tough job, um, and, and I did look at that. Um, there's not enough boots on the ground for the Baton Rouge City Police. Um, it's a very tough job. Um, I have my opinions on what I believe should be better, mm -hmm. um, certainly. Um, but I do believe in, in you know, bridge building. Mm -hmm. um, I do believe in trying to work with people to try to implement certain ideas. Um, I know that there are some areas that are not nationally post-certified, certain uh, municipalities right. who have um, uh uh, you know, police agencies that that so that way we won't even know the rankings. Right. You know, so we couldn't even compare East Louisiana Parish um, to anywhere else because they're not even they haven't. But they don't have the money to do it. That's right. And so, you know, so before we criticize and say, hey, dude, you know, I, and I, I, I've talked with Jeff Travis a lot, you know, before we, you know, we say, hey, listen, we need to find the resources so that we can get you index so that we can at least compare um, you against the nation in terms of, uh, you know, in terms of law enforcement. And, uh, and that's going to take money. And I believe that that's a compelling uh a compelling state interest where I can be able to present that mm -hmm. and say, hey, listen, you know, we're talking about crime, right. but we need to make sure that those agencies have the particular software and um, to be able to compare where we can be able to fill in some of the areas that we're struggling yeah. in. And a lot of them just don't simply know. And so they try to get resources from everywhere else um, and, and, and it's simply not helping us. So um, so uh, certainly we have, I have my work cut out for sure. me, <laughs> Sure, but I'm, I'm willing to get in with my fist, you know, with my, you know, my sleeves rolled up and yeah. get the work for the people. Well, you've always had your sleeves rolled up. So, <laughs> and I appreciate the services that you've provided. So two things to close, tell us how they get in touch with you and tell them, tell them, uh, ask for their vote. <laughs> well, listen, if you live in East Feliciana Paris, East Batteries Paris, specifically between Highway 19 and Plank Road, um, I'm asking you for your support and your vote. Um, I believe, again, I'm the best candidate in this particular race, not because I say it, because I have a body of work and I have uh, the dedication and commitment to making sure that the citizens are heard. Um, I believe state representative is not just a position, but it's also an advocation, uh, making sure people who are underserved, people who are voiceless, uh, there's someone who represents all of them, not just for my district, but for the entire state. Um, I believe that making those votes or having those votes impacts not only my district, but everyone else. Um, and so I thank you and I ask for your vote and you ask for your consideration. You can reach me um, at www.danielbangale.com. Of course, I'm on all social media platforms, but again, uh, that's Daniel Bangale. A lot of people put a Q in my last name, but it's, it's actually D-A-N-I-E-L-B-A-N-G-U-E-L.com, uh, and that's how you'll be able to reach me. Great. I thank you so much, and we'll post that up on the screen uh, and in the show notes so that people know how to get in thank touch you so with much. you. So, And I appreciate you really being here, uh, Daniel, and I wish you luck. So uh, we are the Pelican Brief. You can find us on all of the podcasting platforms, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, all of them. You can find us on social media, and our handle there is at PelicanBrief225. You can find us on YouTube at ThePelicanBrief225, or you can email us at ThePelicanBrief225 at gmail.com. And that is our show, and until next time, we'll see you then.
Pelican Brief is an off-script production.
The Pelican Brief is an off-script production.